Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This is episode number 444, and if you haven't guessed already, I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Hey, in this week's episode, we're going to start off by answering a question that has come in via Snapchat from my friend, Riley Blanton. Riley had reached out to me and said, Cliff, you have inspired me in the way that I podcast with your live to hard drive approach to podcasting. Now, if you guys haven't heard me ever speak of that before, the concept is that when you are doing your podcast, you prepare all of your show notes ahead of time. You've got a great outline so that you know exactly what it is you want to say in your podcast Maybe not word for word, you can ad lib a lot of it, but you have a really great detailed outline of where you're going to go in the show. And if you're going to play any audio clips, those are queued up and ready to go so that you can actually record those into your recording, playing it from an audio playing device of some sort, so that when you are ready for that audio clip, you play it, you're actually hearing it in your headphones, your recorder is actually recording it as it's being played, you're reacting to it as it's being recorded, so that in such a way that when you hit the stop button at the end of your recording, technically, you could just open that thing up, convert it to an MP3 file, tag it, upload it to your media host, and then publish it to your website. That's the concept of live to hard drive. Now, In one of my vlogs that I did this week, I had mentioned to my audience that I had recorded last week's episode of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, episode number 443, and what I had told them in the vlog was that I just spent the last two hours editing episode number 443 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now... That episode from last week, I spent one hour and 25 minutes recording time. And I know for a fact I never want to produce a show that's over an hour. I mean, I've done that before, and I think it's okay occasionally if the content absolutely is essential for it to be in there. But if I can avoid it, I never really ever want to go over one hour But last week, I hit the record button, and it wasn't until an hour and 25 minutes later that I hit the stop button. And I knew that last week's episode was just a bit of an anomaly due to the fact that I had so many comments that I was reading, and I had restarted several of them over and over again to get the right inflection of voice and all that jazz. But yeah, last week, I recorded for an hour and 25 minutes. The episode that was actually published was only 51 minutes long. So, uh, yeah, I spent two hours in editing last week's episode and took out a total of 34 minutes worth of audio. Now, what Riley is asking on Snapchat, he's like, Cliff, do you still believe in the live to hard drive approach? And if not, why have you changed? He just wanted to know. And so my response to Riley, and I did respond to him on Snapchat, but I figured it'd be a great topic here for the podcast The answer is yes, I still love the live-to-drive approach to podcasting. In fact, I still use it every single week on a podcast that I do with my wife called Family from the Heart. So if you guys go to familyfromtheheart.com, if you want to get a good feel of what a podcast that has absolutely zero editing on it, 
where I hit the record button and the audio jingle that you hear was recorded as it was being recorded. And everything, I mean, from the beginning to the end, everything was recorded live to the drive. And as soon as I hit the stop button, the pretty much the only thing I did was I opened it up in Adobe Audition. I do run a little secret sauce sound processing on my file. And then I export it out as an MP3 file, tag it, and upload it. I mean, but it is very much live to drive. So Riley and everyone else out there, if you want to hear our approach live to drive, go check out familyfromtheheart.com. Listen to any one of those episodes. And yeah, we're still doing it every single week. And it works great for that show. Now, when it comes to the Cliff Ravenscraft show, and prior to it being called the Cliff Ravenscraft show, for years this has been known as the Podcast Answer Man podcast. I will tell you that for the last, I guess at least six months, it might even be nine months, and it could even be an entire year. I don't know when it changed. I would say that it probably changed whenever I stopped doing podcast answer man live on YouTube. In fact, I can go look that up. I'm going to go check it out right now. And I'm back. (laughs) The magic of the pause button on my recorder. I love it. Anyway, so I have lots more details here and I have great news. If you want, you can actually see episodes of this podcast back when it was called podcast answer man. You can actually see what episodes of this show were like prior to my going into heavy editing on the podcast. Back when Podcast Answer Man was live to drive, there were many weeks in a row where I was actually taking video recording of me recording the audio podcast. Just head over to youtube.com slash Cliff E-O-T-C, that's C-L-I-F-F, encouraging others through content. Again, Cliff E-O-T-C on YouTube. Anyway, if you go to my channel and click on playlists, you will see a playlist called Podcast Answer Man Episodes, and there are 20 episodes of Podcast Answer Man that are available there, but the most recent episode of Podcast Answer Man that was put out in video form as I was recording it live to drive in that approach to podcasting, the last one I did was December 18th, 2014. It has actually been well over a year since I've stopped doing the live-to-drive approach to Podcast Answer Man. In fact, that is one of the reasons why I stopped producing the video recording of me doing Podcast Answer Man on my YouTube channel. And the reason why I stopped it was because I did want to start doing some editing on my podcast. And what I didn't want was my audience who was listening to or subscribed to the audio podcast feed in iTunes and their other podcast directories out there, I didn't want them to get one version of the podcast and then my YouTube audience get an entirely different experience. And that's exactly what would have happened. The people on YouTube would have got an unedited version but it, they would have an, would have had the unedited version and the audio audience would have had the edited version. Now, technically speaking, I could have actually gone in and, and made the same edits on the video that I did in the audio. That would have taken a lot of time. Or technically, I guess I could have made all of the edits in the video and then used the audio from the video as the audio podcast. But I don't think that that would have produced the same audio quality of 
directly recording into the digital audio recorder that I have now. So there are plenty of reasons why I made the decision to stop doing the video versions of these things. And one of those reasons was that I wanted to start doing a little bit more editing on the podcast itself. But I know that the question that Riley has, and perhaps some of you might have as well, is why did I decide that I wanted to start doing all this editing on the podcast Answer Man, or now the Cliff Ravenscraft Show? Why did I want to start editing this podcast all of a sudden? And why not make the same change to Family from the Heart, for example? Well, I do have four reasons that I have written down in my show notes here that I'll share with you as to why I decided to no longer do the live-to-drive approach to this particular podcast, at least since December 2014. Reason number one, it's a direct response to feedback that I got from my community. I did receive some criticism about the podcast and constructive feedback. Uh, There were several people who shared it in a very negative tone and they seemed very hateful and spiteful in the way that they communicated it with their one-star review in iTunes. But I still even had some valued members of my community who had reached out to me and said, Cliff, I absolutely love your show. Um, and, but, and, I, and I say this with all due respect, but sometimes your opening monologue, which can be great at times, other times they get a little long in the tooth. You know, they're, they're a little bit longer than they need to be. And many times when it comes to the various different topics you speak about in your podcast, There are times when you are so passionate about the topic for which you're talking about that you want to make a point and you actually do an excellent job of clearly communicating your point, but then you go and give another example and make your point again. And sometimes you'll make the same point two or three times and I realized this was true myself. I I recognized that, yeah, you know, you're, you're right. I am doing that. And it wasn't something that I was happy with. And that's one of the reasons why I said, you know what, I do want to take this seriously. And this leads to some of the other reasons as well. So the second reason was that I did want to be very respectful and I wanted to honor the fact that you guys, my audience, my community are blessing me with your attention. And I want to honor your time. I want to I want to respect your time. And there's no reason for me to provide you an hour-long podcast if I can give you the same valuable information and make it clear and succinct and to the point in 40 minutes. I mean, 20 minutes giving that to you as a gift is an extremely valuable gift that I can offer to you. Now, there are times when I feel like everything I said in an episode was totally worth the entire hour that I've just published online. But last week was an example where I recorded for an hour and 25 minutes and there was no way I was going to publish that episode at an hour and 25 minutes. And that's why it ended up being, what did I say, 51 minutes long I edited out a ton. And again, that was an anomaly. There was a lot of reasons why that one was long. That it was I hardly ever spend two hours editing an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. Today's episode, by the way, if I had to guess, I'll probably spend the amount of time that I recorded editing the show. So let's just say I record for 50 minutes today. I'll probably spend 50 minutes editing the show because I will listen to the entire thing and I will simply just be editing out little bits and pieces 
that I feel are not necessary or if I maybe said something and I made a mistake and then I give myself a long pause and I restart the last phrase where I want to pick up from. And and I've actually done that a couple times in this episode. You'll never know because those were edited out. But if I, on average, if I'm recording for 50 minutes, I'll probably spend 50 minutes editing the podcast. And so on average, a 50 minute show will probably end up being 42 minutes long. If I record for an hour and 10 minutes, I'm probably going to spend an hour and 10 minutes editing the show, and that episode will probably be somewhere between 52 to 58 minutes in length. These are just approximations, but this is what I've been doing. So again, number one was response to feedback. I was a little long-winded in some of my monologues, and there were many times where even outside of my monologues, a main point, I would make my point, but then go on and on and on and drone over again, and, and I realized that. And so I wanted to be respectful, which is number two. And then the third reason is that I do want this particular podcast to have a little bit more of a polished production. I want it to represent my professional brand well. Now, I will tell you, I have to balance that with my core values in my brand, which are authenticity and transparency. And I believe that to be truly authentic and transparent, I don't want to represent myself as someone who never makes mistakes, who never says something wrong or anything like that. And so there are times when I'm editing the podcast that I will say something incorrectly and I won't necessarily go in and fix all of that, although I could. I could edit a podcast in such a way where every single moment of that podcast is darn near perfect. And I don't necessarily think that I need to, but at the same time, my third reason for doing more editing in this particular show is that I do want this show to be a little bit more of a polished production that represents my brand in a very professional way. And so, yeah, there's a bit more editing for that reason as well. And then also, and this is this fourth reason is probably the biggest one, and that is that I am recording this episode on Thursday at 5.46 p.m., less than 12 hours before it's due to you guys. And so I am recording this show technically in my mind at the last moment. Now, I have done show preparation on this topic. So what you've heard me share with you so far, with the exception of needing to go and look at YouTube, I did not anticipate in my show preparation, in my outline, that I was actually going to go and look what date was it that I stopped doing Live to Drive on this podcast. But then while I was recording, it's like, hmm, yeah, I am going to go do that. And I'm going, that that's become a part of the show. But the, the good thing is, is that there's not going to be a ton of editing that is necessarily on this particular show is because everything that I've said so far in this episode was outlined ahead of time with the exception of the YouTube research. Now, I will tell you, authentically, transparently, I am now at the end of my show notes. I do not have any further show preparation beyond what I'm saying right now. So anything else I say from this point until the end of the episode, completely off script, no outline whatsoever to go on. And as a result of that, anything that I say from this point forward, the longer I go, (laughs) the longer it's going to take for me to edit this podcast. And the, the fourth reason And I just realized I haven't actually told you the fourth reason, 
And the fourth reason, as I have it written down in my notes, is that many times editing is required as the result of a lack of solid show preparation. Ideally, I want to have a really good outline with all of the main topics clearly outlined and then all of the sub points that I want to make under each of those main topics. And if I have that, then I don't necessarily need a ton of editing. But anyway, Riley, that is why I have decided to do a little bit more editing. And now for more authenticity and transparency, what I'm going to tell you that I'm doing right at this very moment is that I am going to pause the recorder and I'm going to look at the list of potential topics that I have written down for myself. And I am now going to outline another topic or two for me to cover in this episode. So I'm going to do that right now and I'm not editing this out. And then I'll come back and unpause the recording and let you know what we're going to talk about next. Okay, so I have my next topic, and in fact, I actually have two, two more questions. They're related to one another, and they're both as a result of people who have been following my daily vlog that I've been publishing. Many of the people who are watching my vlog on a daily basis get a behind-the-scenes look into what some of my daily life looks like. And one thing that people have noticed is that there have been a couple times when I am up late Thursday evening, sometimes actually into Friday morning. I think one one Friday morning I went to bed around 3.30 or 4.30 in the morning and literally just hit publish on the podcast episode for this podcast within an hour of its actual deadline to get it published. And so two questions have come up as a result of this. One person asked, why do you record your show every week instead of just doing batch processing? The first thing that I'll share is that there have been many times that I have batch processed many weeks worth of episodes of this particular podcast. I did this over the summer this past year when our family went on a two-week European vacation. We went to Scotland, London, Wales, Paris, and the Netherlands. And during that trip, I had recorded, I think, a total of four or five weekly podcast episodes before we left to make sure that we had the one right before we left, the two weeks that we were gone, and I think a week or two afterwards. I did the same thing. I did a couple batched processed episodes, I think probably two or three weeks worth, when I went back to the UK later in the year to do the keynote address for New Media Europe. And most recently, I did six weeks worth of content, pre-recorded and batched and all scheduled and ready to go automatically when I spent two weeks in New Zealand earlier this year uh, for the Asia Pacific Podcast Conference. So I am no stranger to doing batch processing and when I have plenty of time to know that I'm going to be doing these things, then yes, I absolutely plan to do batch processing. Now, why am I not doing batch processing right now? Why is it that sometimes I'm up until 3.30 in the morning, Friday morning, to hit that deadline for 5 a.m.? And the reason why it's happening right now and why I'm not doing batch processing is I'm currently wrapping up the fourth and final week of my 24th session of podcasting A to Z. I currently have 17 students who are in this session right now, and I've been working and devoting my time, effort, and energy to making sure that they're my number one priority, and I'm walking them step by step through every single step in the process of launching their podcast and more. 
So the next obvious question is, why didn't I batch process a few weeks worth of content knowing that I had this session of podcasting A to Z come up? And I had intended to do so right after I got back from my New Zealand trip. But what I did not expect was just how long I would be impacted by jet lag coming back from my trip to New Zealand. And it really wiped me out in a very big way. Once I was over jet lag, it was, I had to go all in on marketing of podcasting A to Z, and then, of course, jumped right into podcasting A to Z. So that's why I didn't get any done that time. Now, I do actually go back and forth on the idea of batch processing as far as how I feel about it. There are some times when I kind of like the idea of having a fresh approach to the content that I'm creating. And there have been times when I have batch processed a few episodes in advance and then all of a sudden something major is on my heart, something big I want to share with my community and I don't want to wait for four and a half weeks before that episode's going to be released for my community to hear about this thing I'm so excited about. And I found a way to kind of avoid that from being a problem. Usually when I batch process a couple episodes in advance, I try to avoid using the episode numbers uh, in those episodes. I've approached it a couple different ways, but there are some times when batch processing can be a little bit of a nuisance for me if all of a sudden I feel like there's something that I want to get out to my community and I don't want to make them wait until it's that episode's turn to be released. And it is always a little weird for me to kind of release content out of order because I might want to refer something that I mentioned in a previous episode, which you're not going to hear until two weeks from now. And it's like, wait, I know it seems a little crazy and it can all be worked around. And there are times when I definitely need to batch process. And there are times when I do batch process. By the way, for those of you who are brand new at podcasting, you're just getting started. I do not recommend that you batch process podcast episodes. I am completely against it for the brand new podcaster who hasn't found their voice yet. And the reason why is because I believe if you're a brand new podcaster and you haven't quite found your voice yet, if you batch process episodes, what's going to happen is you're going to make the same kind of mistakes in the next four or five episodes that you record because you're not taking time to grow in between the recording of episodes. So if you're doing a weekly podcast, which is usually what I recommend for most people, and you're just starting out, you haven't quite found your voice yet, I do not recommend that you record three episodes or five episodes and then put them online. Instead, I recommend you record one episode and publish it. And I know that that goes against what other guys and gals out there are saying. That's fine what they say. I disagree with them. I say put record one episode Put it online and make a commitment to yourself that you'll wait at least five days before reading, recording episode number two. And during those five days, I recommend that number one, you have to listen to your own episode and make notes on how you can improve it. Number two, ask a close friend, another podcaster or somebody else to listen to the episode and provide you some feedback. If, even if it's just one person who would be willing to do that for you. And then, number three, I encourage you to listen to two or three or four other podcasts from other people. Doesn't matter if they're in your niche or anything like that whatsoever, but I want you to listen and take notes about how they're doing their show. 
Think about the the way that they incorporate music. Think about the way that they communicate. Think about the format of their show. Do they use jingles? Do they do segments? Do What are they doing that you don't like? What is it that they're doing that you do like? And then ask yourself, is there anything that I can take as inspiration from listening to these shows to improve my show. So now what you've done is you've recorded your first episode, you've put it online, you've listened to your own episode and took notes, you've asked somebody else to listen to it and asked them to provide feedback and you've got that feedback and you've listened to a couple other people's episodes out there and you've taken some time to think about how that, what you were learning from them can help you improve and then five days later, you now record episode number two and guess what? Episode number two sounds a whole lot better than episode number one. And then what I would recommend is after you publish episode number two, wait at least five more days until you record the third episode. And guess what I'm going to ask you to do? Listen to your own episode. Ask a friend to listen to it and provide you feedback and listen to some other podcasts. And I recommend that you continually do that and don't do any batch processing until you have found your voice until you finally feel like it's clicked for you. It's like, you know what? This is, this is the content that I feel good about. I feel great about the way that my show's format is. When you feel like that, then that's when I would recommend that, eh, yeah, go ahead and batch process the next five or six or seven or eight episodes and you've got a month or two of content ahead of schedule. But until then, eh, all right, that's my thoughts. I did have one other related question to why aren't you batch processing? And the other one is, you know, hey, if having a 5 a.m. on Friday morning deadline is keeping you up until the early hours of Friday morning just to meet that deadline, why don't you just change your deadline to 5 p.m. and just tell your audience that, hey, you know, 5 a.m. on Friday mornings, that was what I told you, but I'm changing it to 5 p.m. on Fridays. You know what? Here's the reason why is because a deadline is a deadline. And whether I make it 5 a.m. on Friday morning or 5 p.m. Friday morning, the reality is is that when things are as busy as they are now, then it's going, you know, no matter what day, no matter what time, chances are it's going to be a race to the deadline to get it online. The fact that I have a deadline is what forces me to get it done in spite of how crazy my schedule is. The fact that I have committed to you guys that you are getting this episode by Friday morning is why I'm here recording this episode right now. I could say 5 p.m. Fridays and the chances are I would share with people what my vlog looks like. And it's like Fridays when I do A to Z, I have my group coaching calls at 2 p.m. every Friday during the four weeks of the course. I I have all these things. Well, why don't you move it to Saturday? And then I could sell you all about family stuff on Saturdays. And it doesn't matter. There there is, there almost is never going to be a convenient time for you to fit things in if your schedule, if you happen to be in a very busy season of life. So, that, that's why. I, and so, yeah, I keep it Friday morning, 5 a.m. And, you know, if I have to, if I'm up, you know, late Thursday evening and, and I get to bed at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning on Friday, that doesn't happen all the time. But it has happened more than once in the past couple of weeks. And that's okay. I, I can handle that. And the cool thing is about being my own boss. Guess what? I can sleep in until 10 o'clock in the morning. And if I didn't get a full eight hours of sleep, I can get up and say, you know what? I told my students I'm going to be there to answer questions. And at 10 a.m., I'll answer all the questions that had come in overnight. 
and I will go upstairs and then I will actually take a two-hour nap before my weekly group coaching call. I, I have the freedom to do all of those things and so it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, my friends, that's this week's episode. I have other things that are on my list of potential topics, which is always a good thing. I'm looking forward to sharing some more stuff with you next week at 5 a.m. But before I go, will you please indulge me and let me tell you about my next session of podcasting A to Z, which is coming up May 23rd, 2016. And if you are looking to launch a podcast, I would love to be your coach over those four weeks. And... Of course, I'm just going to tell you, you can go to podcastingatoz.com and check out all the details there. But I do have a three and a half minute audio testimonial from Susan B., who is one of my students in this session of Podcasting A to Z, and she wanted me to share this message with you. Hi, I'm Susan B. I'm the host of a podcast called I Can't Stop Spending, and I'm also a graduate of Cliff's A to Z podcasting class. And I wanted to do this testimonial because... This class has been the absolutely best investment I've ever made in my online career, and I've been doing stuff online since 1999. Cliff really does over-deliver, and I, I want to say even under promises, um, but he does over-deliver. He, I, I worked with him about five years ago, one-on-one, and then I wasn't able to proceed um, because I, I had some health issues. And one of the problems was that on the back end, there was so much editing I would have to do. It would just be hours and hours. Well, five years later, I forgot everything I learned and I'm ready now to to do this again. I thought, well, I'm just going to start over. I am amazed to tell you that he has made the process so streamlined. He taught me how to front load just about everything so that on the back end, it takes me now five to 10 minutes of a little bit of cleanup and then I can go ahead and upload the episode. It's just it's just astounding. And it sounds every bit as good as when I was doing the hours of editing and putting my intro and, and the outro and everything together on the back end. It's, it's just phenomenal. And I want to play you just a little bit of my intro so you can see how he taught me how to overlay my voice on top of music. So here it is. <music> Hey everybody, it's Susan B. And you're listening to another episode of I Can't Stop Spending. So that's that's just a little bit of my intro and I did that all myself. And that's only because of his patience. The videos that he's created are amazing. They, they literally tell you what button to push when. He draws in it so you can see. I needed it to be, I was, I was kind of nervous and I needed it to be very, very clear, simple and uh, that's what he's done. So whenever I was unsure about something, even after watching that, sometimes there were just things I just, I just for whatever reason, needed more help with. He was so patient in explaining that. Like, I never felt afraid to ask him anything. Uh, and um, I even asked him about some things he does outside of the podcasting. And again, he just was really kind and just took a lot of time to just tell me what I wanted to know and to, and to help me. So if you have never podcast, I really mean it. I know he says it in his marketing materials, but I'm telling you, if you've never podcast, or even if you have done it a little bit, this class is going to teach you so much. And again, not just about the nuts and bolts, but even more about 
how to put your heart and soul into your podcast. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I am profoundly grateful to Cliff. I really am. And um, I would support him in anything he does because I, I just think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher and a really, really great person. He really is. And he he really pours his heart uh, into this course and giving every student exactly what they need to get them going. And the support is just amazing. So I, I hope that you will consider taking this class because it will change your life. Thanks. Wow. Thank you so much, Susan. I am so honored by those words. And guys, I would very much love to have this opportunity to work with you in my next session of Podcasting A to Z. Again, May 23rd, all the details over at podcastinga2z.com. Until the next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Podcast at Samantha.